Welcome, Fertility Sisters, to the True Fertility Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Nicole Trujillo, a wife, mom, and therapist turned fertility coach after a challenging seven-year journey to conceive. Join me for stories from those who've walked this path, tips for your fertility and IVF journey, and some fertility-related girl talk. So let's sprinkle some of that baby dust because it's time for True Fertility. Do you want to improve your nutrition? Or maybe you want to add some meditation in the mix. When we are on a fertility journey, we often look to various things to either help us with our fertility or help us in our hearts. And it's great to have a goal, but often we tend to fall short on that. So today I'm going to talk to you guys about that missing piece in the puzzle, which is habits. I know the sound of habits sounds unsexy. It doesn't sound like something you feel maybe excited to work on, but I am telling you habits are where it's at if you want to make some real changes in your life, fertility related or otherwise. So stick around with me for this. I promise you it will pay off in spades. Now, before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to offer my listeners an opportunity to snag my free class, Triple Your IVF Success with Less Stress. Inside this free masterclass, you'll receive two simple tools that you can start on today that have been proven to triple your success rates when trying to conceive. These tools not only help you boost your fertility, but also help you feel better now. So if you're looking to get your baby in your arms faster, reduce the number of IVF rounds, and ultimately save money, time, and energy, this is the tool for you. Go to www.leahnicolecoaching.com. That's L-E-A-N-I-C-O-L-E coaching.com to grab this free class while it's available. I think it's important to start with what is a habit? A habit is something that is automatic to us. It's second nature. We start to become, we start to do this on autopilot. A good example of a habit that I would hope you have is just to brush your teeth every night, right? So it's part of your routine. It would be strange for you if you didn't do this, right? And that's what we want to achieve with a habit. When there's so much effort to reach a particular goal, it's because the everyday actions that are tied to reaching that goal are not something that we're used to, right? If it's in our nature almost to do that on a on a day-in, day-out basis, there is no doubt that you would reach whatever goal it is that you have in mind. So habits, again, is basically a set of different actions. And it's basically a system that we are creating in our lives. It's that system that is going to get us to our goal. That is what we really need to change. We're going for the long term here. If we truly believe that 
This is something, our goal is something we really want in our life. We're all in on that. We don't want it to be this short little blip, right? This short, you know, full strength effort for a few weeks and then we fall short, right? And then we just kind of give it up. I want this to be, again, something that, you know, you are able to maintain and something that does not feel like a lot of effort on you to do. And so again, that's why habits are important. But the thing about habits is a lot of people are unaware of how to build them. And honestly, so was I. So like, for instance, I've tried many to build many habits on my fertility journey. Some of them are imposed by, you know, others. Obviously, you have to have certain habits if you're doing IVF as far as like doing the medications and such, right? So those are like imposed ones for sure. But on my journey, there were other ones that I wanted to pick up. So for instance, I wanted to start to do a meditation habit. I wanted something specifically to relieve that extra stress um, that I had been carrying around and kind of just really give that time and space for myself. So that was something I wanted to work on. I also wanted to do like fertility yoga on a semi-regular basis. I wanted to eat healthier. So there are so many different things that I wanted to do. Now, with some of the habits I was pretty successful at with like building them, with maintaining them. And honestly, some of them I wasn't so successful at. Now, I didn't know that at this time, but... There's actually some science behind how you can uh, successfully build habits and how to maintain them. And that's what I'm going to share with you guys today. So I first wanted to share with you how long it might take to actually form this habit. How much time do we need to invest in this? Well, you probably have heard that it takes 21 days to change or to form a habit. So 21 days, that's three weeks. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, yes. And that is true if it is a very minimal change or something that doesn't require much effort. If it's a bigger change in your life, it will take a little bit longer to form that habit. So just try to be patient with yourself as you work through this. But again, I promise you, if this is goal is important to you and you really want to make a change, then again, this is the way to go. And I'm going to, again, share with you these hacks that are going to help make this habit formation a lot easier for you. So I'm going to just going to start off with a huge one. And James Clear, which is an author who wrote this really best-selling book called Atomic Habits, and he found that the most effective aspect of habit formation was finding a social group or finding like a tribe of people who also ascribe to whatever habit that you want to form. So let's say that your habit is, again, uh, to do running, to go running hanging out with other runners, that's what you need to be doing. That's who you need to surround yourself with. And the reason why is because we are social beings at our core. 
to a fault almost at times, right? So when you are in a social situation and everyone is doing something, it is so challenging to be the one person who does something different. And instead of running against that, running towards that or, you know, leaning into that aspect of us as a human species will do you so much good. So finding and surrounding yourself with a group of similar-minded individuals will be one of the most significant things that you can do to change your behavior. And not only is there this social pool for doing something that everyone is doing, but it also keeps you accountable too. That's why accountability partners um, are very helpful when we are trying to make changes in our life. Um, So again, this is where even like if you go to the gym and you ever go to a group class, again, you're much more likely to finish that class because you're surrounded by a group of people who are also doing that and you feel accountable to those people, even though they may be strangers, right? to continue that class and to finish it, right? So you often work out harder and you often work out longer because of that. So again, finding that group, finding that those people and you know, really immersing yourself, trying to surround yourself with other people that have a, the same goal as you do, whatever that may be. So for instance, if you are somebody who's looking to add yoga into your life, then I would go and look for possibly group yoga classes and actually get to know some of those people if you want to push it to another level, right? Surround yourself with them, like befriend them. If these people are doing that regularly, then you are way more likely to do that as well. And if going out on a limb and like meeting new people um, in this area seems a little too out there, I totally get that. But if you can find anyone that's already in your circle that engages in whatever habit you're trying to, um, you know, increase, then just spending more time with that person. And also aside from this, even closer to home, if you have a spouse or a significant other, um, make make him or her um, be a part of this with you. That is huge. If you can get your partner to be on board or help support you with this new habit you are forming, it makes your life so much easier because your partner is the person that you spend the absolute most time with. And you really need them to be supportive of you. So if that looks like, hey, I'd love for you to try this with me. And honestly, aside from just, you know, being there for you, like this is also good for them too. As women, we take on so much of the responsibility in regards to fertility. But again, that's only half the equation. And even if your partner maybe has been checked out and they have adequate sperm, you know, counts or morphology, it can always improve, right? That's half of the equation 
And to be quite frank, honestly, some of those tests that, you know, the the standard tests that fertility um, clinics use, they're not going super deep most of the time if we just do the regular standard test. So again, the the more healthier uh, habits are going to help your partner as well. Um, the next point I want to make is t- whenever we're looking at forming a new habit, we need to think about when we are going to do it. We can't just vaguely say, I'm going to start meditating more, right? That's great and all, but until we actually carve in that time of the day that we're going to actually do this, it's just talk, right? So finding that right time of day for you. Maybe you see somebody else who, again, if we're going to stick with meditation, let's say they wake up at 5 a.m. and they do meditation. Well, good for them. But again, does that make sense for you? Is that going to work best with your schedule? So again, is it better for you in the morning? Is it better for you on a Monday? Is it better for you at night? Uh, We all have different lives. So really, again, not all hours are going to be created equal for you. So we need to look at the time of day and really evaluate when am I most likely to be able to do this? When do I not have other things that are most likely going to pop up in which I'd be feel like drawn away or being tempted to not do this new habit that I want to work on? Um, And then you need to also go that extra step and pencil it into your calendar. And I know that seems a little rigid, but if this is something that you truly want to do and truly want to incorporate in your life, then making that time and space for it by adding it into your schedule, it gives it that honor that it deserves, right? If it's that important to you. Um, So that means like if you have a scheduled meditation down and then something else pops up, just honoring the fact that this is already in my schedule, right? And this is the time and space I've given to it and adhering to that, right? And trying to schedule something else then around it. I think also an additional, if we really want to ensure that we are working on our habits repeatedly, Then also even putting a reminder in your calendar, some sort of an alarm that says like, hey, it's time for you to do, you know, your meditation. You are much more likely to be able to do it in that type of situation. You also want to make sure that you let your loved ones know that, again, I'm going to be working on this. I'm going to be setting aside a specific time and place to do this new activity. So I would really appreciate it if you respected that this is something that's really important to me and that this is the time that I'm going to dedicate for it. Because we don't want anyone like to tempt you away from that or try to say like, oh, it's just this. Why don't you just do it later? Right? Because that can also, again, that's so it's, it's coming back to that, that social pull that we have as humans. And we want, you know, our support team to be for us in our new ventures, right? Rather than against us in that way. 
My next point is taking the path of least resistance. So when we are, again, forming a new habit, it takes mental energy to do it because, again, we're not used to doing this. This is something new. It feels foreign. So it already takes some mental energy and willpower just to start doing that activity, right? So because of that, we want to make sure that we have or put into place the least amount of resistance that possibly could be there. We want to make it as easy as possible to either engage in that particular habit or to avoid something that we don't want to do. Let's say we're going to look at having a walk every day. We want to incorporate walking on an everyday basis. So the path of least resistance for that would look like having your walking outfit ready, um, you know, knowing what it's going to be, having your shoes ready and out by the door. They're easy, they're accessible, they're ready for you. Um, you know, you already maybe have an idea of exactly where you're going to be walking. You just want to make it as easy as possible. Let's do another example. Let's say you are using a meditation app and instead of it being somewhere on the fifth page of your phone, we're going to move that right to the very first, you know, as soon as you turn on your phone, you know exactly where it is. It's right in the front because we want to make it as accessible as possible. And on the reverse of that, if there's something that we want to avoid, but let's just say we want to cut out candy. That means then we want to make it harder to access candy. So what that looks like is we're not going to be surrounding our homes with candy, right? We're not going to um, have that, you know, um, bowl of candy on our office desk for our coworkers to, you know, be able to to take from and to tempt you all day, right? We want to make it harder to reach candy. Maybe that means if you have to have that in your home still for whatever reason, I'm not judging here, but maybe then at least putting it in the very back of your pantry, right? So it's not right in your face. It's harder to access. So we want to use, again, the path of least resistance for something that we want to engage in, and we want to have it harder to access if it's a habit we don't want to engage in. Now, once we actually do a habit, you want to try to reward yourself for that. So this is actually really a fun one because who doesn't want a reward, right? Um, especially after doing something that is a little foreign, is a little awkward, or you weren't necessarily looking forward to doing something. So if we do that, we need to reward ourselves for that. So this can look a lot of different ways. You can give yourself a very small reward after engaging in that new activity, or you can maybe even say like, okay, I've done like a longer one. So I did it every day for a whole week. At the end of that week, I'm then going to give myself a reward. So you can do it different ways. Um, and the reward that you give yourself, though, we don't want it to be something that's going to kind of take us off of our track of the path that we've been trying to build. Like, for instance, again, if we go back to diet, 
if you want to eat a certain way, okay, I had a good meal, so I'm going to reward myself with dessert. That's counterintuitive, right? Or counteractive, I mean. So instead of that, the reward that you choose could be something that's in line with this new version of who you want to be, right? So instead of saying, I ate good, so I'm going to reward myself with dessert, it could be something like, I ate really good, and I'm going to reward myself by getting to go to this new whole food type restaurant that's really popular in my town right now or my city right now, and booking yourself a reservation for that. That could be a reward that's in line, again, with who you are striving to become or what habits you're striving to achieve. And aside from just rewarding yourself with something, it's also nice to visually even look back on how much progress you made. And so you can do that by even just doing a habit tracker. And again, that helps you if you're trying to do a more like longer term reward, but it's just nice to really look back and look at how far you've come and how much work you've already put in on a regular basis. So I really like doing that. I was going to recommend a particular app that is totally free and I have no tie to it at all. It's called just Habit. And I uh, normally recommend all of my clients to get that one. And again, it's just a nice way to add in the things that are important to you, to have a motivating message in there, and to be able to track your progress on these habits. Now, what if you come across a time in which you just don't feel like doing it, right? And I get that. We all have days in which we're really excited to do this new habit or new activity. And there's going to be other days where you just kind of don't feel like it, right? And it's a fine balance because you don't want to get into this land of not honoring how you are feeling because you are just going to push yourself all the time. Like on that extreme, that's not healthy either. And that's not going to get you to a, a good place mentally then if you start taking it to that extreme. But on the flip side, we are working towards building a habit. And so it's really important to follow through with whatever your new goal is, right? So in order to kind of balance both of those, it's really best to have just like a two-minute rule. So and if you really don't feel like doing it, you just commit to doing it for two minutes, right? Because it's not necessarily always about the actual act, right? It's about getting into the routine of doing that new activity, you are building that muscle. We are trying to make it more automatic, right? So we are trying to establish that pattern. And if we skip that completely, it is a lot harder to continue to build that habit. And we are way more likely to slip into this practice of just completely letting go this idea of this new goal or habit or activity. So try it for two minutes. And then that's it. If you still don't feel like doing it, let yourself be done at that point, 
But an interesting thing often happens there because going back to this idea again of not wanting to do it or that motivation, motivation is not there all the time, right? There's nobody in the world who is just motivated to do something all the time, right? Um, We can't always wait for motivation to just strike you, right? Because in that, if that was the case, we really wouldn't get anything done and we wouldn't be able to make any sort of significant change anywhere. So if you do do just that two minutes of, you know, whatever it is that you're working on, just do two minutes, you will find that that motivation will start to come. And most of the time, you'll often feel then like doing longer than two minutes once you start it. So it's important to just start somewhere and then possibly be able to build. Now, if you still feel like you're not into it today, honor that, right? But each step that you take is ultimately getting you closer or each time that you engage in this activity again is getting you closer and closer to your goal. And again, to get to the goal, you have to build the habit. And if for some reason you you don't follow through, you don't do that two minutes, or maybe you do and you feel still bad about cutting yourself short, we may start to beat ourselves up and we may start to just get into this headspace where it's like, well, what's the point now, right? Like I already messed it up and like I just, you know, there's no point even trying now. Or thinking then again, like, oh, I didn't do this, do it this one day, then, you know, my fertility is completely off track, right? Um, or you you start again just being mean to yourself, like saying something like, I never do what I say I'm going to do, or we start, you know, again, beating ourselves up. I want you to stop right there because guilt and shame are not motivating. And it honestly makes you get off track even more. If you feel bad about procrastinating on something or not doing something, you are way more likely to continue down that that path of of falling short on your habits if you have that mindset. And it, again, it, it will backfire. So when we start feeling really bad, it starts putting us into that those old habits again. So again, be compassionate to yourself, give yourself some slack. You are human. And if you make a mistake, it's okay. If you fall short one day, it's okay. If you fall short for a week, it's okay. You have the power to turn it back on anytime that you want to get back on that on that horse per se. The last thing I want you to take from this is that you have to be perfect in order to make progress. You don't. There's already so much stress that you're carrying around in this fertility world that the last thing I want for you to have is added. Now, I also wanted to say that this kind of internal willpower to to keep going 
to try something new, to work towards a particular goal. Although I shared with you a lot of different ways to help build that up, there's a couple of things that can sabotage that willpower. And that is sleep, so lack of sleep, or extreme stress. And unfortunately, when we are in the fertility space, those are two things that often come with it, right? So again, just acknowledging and knowing how important that sleep is to your overall health, but also on your ability to try new things and to form a new habit. And also just overall stress that can really take a toll on your ability to keep moving forward. So if you are having some more difficulty in forming habits, I would really take a step back and evaluate, well, number one, am I really stressed out? And number two, is my sleep something that needs work? And start there and work on those two things. Um, if you find yourself really struggling to continue on with trying to engage in new activities or new habits. And once those things are more normalized, you will be a lot more likely to be able to work on habits. And aside from those two things, if you are looking for other ways to really increase your willpower, there's actually ways that you can train it. I'm going to share with you two ways to specifically increase your willpower. Are you interested in getting the answer to this question? Well, this is your personal invite to join our exclusive Facebook group to dive deeper into the world of fertility with bonus clips, behind the scenes content, and intimate discussions. Here you can connect with fellow tribe members, share your experiences, and contribute your insights to shape the future of the show. And it's easy to join. Just search True Fertility Tribe on Facebook, answer a few questions, and you're in. I also have the direct link in the show notes below. See you there. I hope that this talk today really opened your eyes a little bit about why habits are so important and how this can help you reach your goals for fertility or really anything in life. If you're listening to this and it's not the beginning of the year, that's totally okay too because the thing about it is is you can make a change any moment, anytime you decide. I really hope that you can take the time to try some of these strategies out and let me know what you think of them. Has this been helpful for you? Did this help you reach a particular goal? And did these activities actually become habits for you and when, right? I want you to reach your goals with ease and that's what habits can do for us. So thank you guys so much for being here today. It was great talking with you and to share with you a little piece of what I share with my clients on an everyday basis. So take care. Thank you for allowing me to share these stories, information, and tips with you, or really just allowing me to connect with you on a subject that's so dear and important to your life. I really hope that somewhere out there I was able to reach one of you and to let you know that again, you're not alone on this journey. 
please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and do me a solid and share this with your friends or anyone that you think might benefit from hearing this. Also, I'd love it if you could leave a rating or review from wherever you're listening. If you have any questions or you want to share anything about what you heard today with us, please leave a comment on YouTube or Spotify. And for a deeper dive on today's episode, bonus content, and to connect with others in this space, I invite you to join True Fertility Tribe Facebook group. And last but not least, let's be friends on Instagram where I post almost daily. You can find me at True Fertility. Wishing you all baby dust. Till next time. Bye.